The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Wait a few minutes for people to come. Hi, I'm Nancy Kramer. I talked to you earlier today about a reading tomorrow. Yes. Did you get the PDF? I don't know. I don't oh, okay. know. I haven't looked at it yet. It, today has been a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, the current parlance is dumpster fire. <laughs> Hi, I'm MJ. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Are you the person that keeps uh, kept calling on the phone when I was doing the Facebook Live, you poor thing? <laughs> uh, no. Somebody was calling on the, somebody was calling on that phone and I couldn't pick it up. And then I couldn't put it on hold. The whole thing was, it was difficult. But anyway, we're here. Oh, yeah. my God. Felicia has a sweet little doggy. Now that phone is conveniently off the hook. <laughs> June. We have more people coming in. Stragglers. Like Angie's picture. Everybody's here. I think we're going to start. Okay. So that I can get. Now I'm going to see if I can share the screen and I can do the whiteboard mm. and let's see if you can see my past whiteboards. You know, I don't know why you go to all the trouble to get the whiteboards and then you can't use them. Just wait for somebody else to do this. I went to all this trouble to prepare a whiteboard. Well, I was seeing it. Were you seeing it? I was seeing it like uh, a few seconds ago, but not anymore. But you weren't seeing drawing on it. You just saw a blank. Yeah. You know, they do all kinds of stuff here. 
You can fly this thing to the moon. Share screen. Okay. Advanced sharing options. If I disconnect this, I am so sorry. We're not doing this. So the hell with the screen here today. One more try. This is when I start shrieking. Isn't that unbelievable? Yes. Yep. Forget it. The hell with it. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is, this is Intuitive Solutions to Getting a Grip on Sanity, Health, and Happiness in the Current Unstable Roller Coaster World. This is part one of a 10-part series because... Well, we already know it's a roller coaster world. Like, I need to tell you that. This current part is part one breakaway. When life breaks down and stops for a variety of reasons. Maybe someone said it's Mercury, Mercury retrograde and you can't sign that contract. You can't move forward. You can't have that difficult conversation. Or maybe there are other situations where you can't move forward because you're very upset, very depressed, despondent about your health, a break of a relationship, a loss of a job, and so on and so on. You either need a sign or encouragement or permission or something to move forward or something outside of you to change like Mercury, to turn around a planet, a whole planet. Mercury is a big ass planet. You want it to turn around and come back before you can get moving. <laughs> I want you to think about that. Your health and happiness depends on that thing turning around. Tomorrow I have, or Friday, I have a giraffe being delivered. You might say a giraffe. Yes, a giraffe. I have neck issues. In case you don't know, I have one disc left. I'm trying to stay alive with the neck. So ever since I can remember, I've had a fixation on giraffes because they have long necks, even though they have the same number of vertebrae that we do. And I used to have a giraffe, a baby giraffe that I owned in Chicago in an apartment when I was having neck problems again. And I remember getting it and Carolyn May said, you really need this giraffe. And I went, cause she's so practical, you know? <laughs> and I said, yes, Carolyn, I really need the giraffe. Well, then I moved to... Nashville, and I couldn't move it back to Maine, so I left it in a storage facility. You don't want to know. So I don't know where he is. He could be in foster care, the poor thing. He could be in Ukraine fighting for freedom. I have no idea. So that poor baby giraffe is probably not a baby anymore. He may be at MIT getting a technical degree. So then I, more shrimp in the bobby, more discs, and I decided, a friend of mine, I described it, and she said that she had a zebra in her front yard because she has odd health. In medicine, we call it a zebra. So I decided I was in a funk. I wasn't moving forward because several areas of my house were messed up. And I made a major funk. I had a surgery. I had a flood in my basement. No one would clean my pool. And I can't get, get in touch with my accountant to do my taxes. All of this was very difficult. Nothing was moving. So when nothing's moving, you do what in football, you do a Hail Mary pass. 
you throw the ball somewhere, anywhere. They do it in basketball too. They throw the ball at the buzzer. <laughs> and sometimes you get it in. So I said, the hell with it. I'm going to get a giraffe. But it's not going to be a baby giraffe. It's going to be a big ass, big ass giraffe. So I measured the ceiling in my living room. And the giraffe I got was five foot nine. Well, actually five foot eight. And interestingly enough, I was supposed to be five foot eight before I, my height was stunted when I was 12 with my first spinal surgery. So after that, believe it or not, things started moving. A pool company said they would clean my pool. I got someone to fix the hole in my driveway that I fell in and lost my legs and hands again after the surgery. And now the basement is being done. Things moved after a ridiculous thing like a giraffe. I'm going to help you do reverse movement. It's illogical in the midst of a world that is crazy. Is illogical. We all feel other people's pain and we get stuck, broken down, and we don't know how to move forward. And we feel their pain. Other people feel our pain. And next thing you know, we all get inflamed with a bunch of health problems. We get lumpiness and the lymph nodes are on neck. We get these fever-like syndromes that we don't have a fever. Our, our body temperature may go up, but it's not in the fever range. We may have joint pain, recurrent viruses, but we're not contagious. Someone tells us we have Epstein-Barr virus, but we don't get, nobody else gets it from us. Even though in college, when people were all giving each other mono and it was contagious, it's not contagious now. How can that work? 98% of all people have Epstein-Barr virus. Why now? You have symptoms of autoimmune disease, but it's hard for them to pick up. After these spiraling out of controls of you got the Ukraine, people are arguing about, is it a pandemic? Is it a not? To mask, to not mask. That is the question. It begins to make it look like Shakespeare and the content was a calm, peaceful time. We're going to discuss how to maintain sanity, health, and happiness in this 10-part series in the midst of an unstable roller coaster world. And this first one is how to get moving when life, your life or other people around you are broken down and stopped. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa, a podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. We're taking your calls toll-free. Well, it's actually, it's not toll-free. That was another radio show, but you know how you get. We're taking your calls during the show for a mini reading. You can call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. And let's just say you're shy. You're a shy person or you've been traumatized in the past and you have trouble putting words to feelings or feelings to words as the phrase would be. You can call for a private reading by going to my website, www.drmonalisa.com. But remember, subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa on, on any podcast provider, Apple, Google, Spotify, Elinify, Caninify, any of the damn fives, wherever you get your podcast. There is no Felinify or Caninify, <laughs> but you know, one tries to mock everything is so serious these days. And remember this forum 
is educational only. It's not intended to provide a patient relation, a physician patient relationship. I'm not giving you a diagnosis, prescribing treatment or doing psychotherapy. If you're in an emergency, if you start having anaphylaxis, if you start drooling profusely, bleeding out of an ear, a limb falls off, please step away from the podcast, the live studio audience, and go immediately to the emergency room and then get the podcast on the podcast provider. Provider, K9FI, Felineify, Spotify, Google, or Apple, tongue in cheek. Okay, so we all know about autoimmune diseases. You make an antibody against an organ in your body. There may be a genetic predisposition. We may be born with that tendency and so on and so on, yada, 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 yada. However, and the symptoms you may have had, fatigue, 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 achiness in your joints, your limbs feel heavy, dry eyes, hives, skin issues, joint aches, and so on and so on. But when they test you, you only have mildly elevated ANA, 80 to 160, and they go, nothing remarkable. You don't have an elevated SED rate. You don't have an elevated CRP. You have nothing, nothing. And you go, there's nothing there. And if you're, you've got an unkind practitioner, they'll say, there's nothing wrong with you. At which time you said, this is lovely and you leave. You might say, so you mean with the tests that you performed, you were unable to pick up the origin of my symptoms. And they'll look at you and go, yeah, yeah, that's it. And you'll say, thank you. Because I thought you said there was nothing wrong with me, which means I made this entire trip because I have nothing better to do than to hang out here and have you tell me that I want to hear what you just said. So with the tests that you did at the current time with the state of science of medicine, you are unable to detect the origin of my symptoms. I understand. That's okay with the tests you performed. Now you may go to practitioner, 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 and they may find something, anything to name it. Mercury, lime, blah, 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 mold, blah, 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 blah. But you may find that people around you, they don't have mercury. You may find that they don't have Epstein-Barr virus. 98% of people in the United States have EBV, but it stays in, hidden in their body somewhere. A lot of people have Lyme, are treated for it, and don't stay activated. A lot of people are intolerant to certain foods, and then when things are reasonable in their life, they can eat a little bit of it. They don't take a bath in the, um, in the mercury. They don't take a bath in the wheat, dairy, or so on, but they get intolerance if they're annoyed by someone because they're annoyed, their immune system gets annoyed. The immune system and the brain talk to each other. They're as intolerant with their uncle Irving or aunt Mildred as they are with that wheat if we're together. But if they're away from Uncle Irving or Aunt Mildred, 
they can tolerate it more. Immune tolerance and physical tolerance are connected. Does that mean it's all in your head? I am not saying it's in your head. Believe me. People with hyperactive temporal lobes, and they tend to be intuitive, have hyperactive, that's area for intuition, spirituality, have hyperactive, hypervigilant immune systems, allergies, and so on, which tend to be deadly. So for example, I have temporal lobe epilepsy. I take an anticonvulsant tecridol. I developed an allergy that almost wiped out my bone marrow. No white cells, no white platelets, big immature red cells. So it wasn't like, oh, I developed a little rash or I was nauseous. We're talking about, it was the medicine that helped me get a 4.0 at the end of medical and at Brown. It helped me graduate. It made me feel that I wasn't cognitively challenged during the Bluebird group. I begged to stay on it. She said no, because I almost de developed anaplastic anemia. It would have it would have wiped out my entire bone marrow. One out of 200,000 developed that idiosyncratic or rare allergy. Just happens to people like this. The other thing that happens to people with hypertemporal lobe, hyperintuitive, and I know nobody on this call right now has hyperintuitive, hyperspiritual, hypersensitive. They tend to be intuitively keyed into the pain and suffering of people in the world, which is what we're talking about, especially if the world is roller coaster. When someone with a hypertemporal lobe, hyper emotional, they get upset within 24 to 48 hours. They feel like they have the flu. They get joint pains and they may even develop mild forms of autoimmune disease, one to 80, one to 160 ANA. They may develop hives and things like that. Are you following me? So if you sleep, you dream at night, you're porous or sensitive, you were the intuitive one, chances are your temporal lobe works over time. And if the world gets in a roller coaster, you go in the roller coaster with it. You go up and down when the world goes up and down because it's resonance. You can't sing around in, in chorus when they sang 100 bottles of beer on the wall, 100 bottles of beer, then you're supposed to start. You can't just follow your part. You end up synchronizing with the people next to you and people get mad at you and go, no, no, no. So now we're going to do a round. Row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. So now you start in. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. You can't stay in your song dance space. Eventually, you will simultaneously start singing with the other person because you have resonance. You get keyed into them intuitively and you can't. You are pulled to their dance space. You will simultaneously, you can't not do it. That's what happens with people with the pain and the suffering, especially in a roller coaster world. You will, their suffering will be loud suffering and it will permeate you. It will go from your brain, your temporal lobe to your body like a Maserati, a Porsche because you have a, your intuition in your brain and body is a high performance vehicle. And within 24 to 48 hours, it will have lit your immune system on fire. Fire is the important thing. Someone might say, you have inflammation. Oh my God, let me call CNN. That has the resolution of an X-ray first generation in the 1940s. It's not helpful. It's not helpful.
what, where is the inflammation coming from? There are at least nine different pathways. And anti-inflammatories, antioxidants are not gonna help you. And neither are steroids eventually. You've tried them. It would be lovely if it worked. They keep piling on the anti-inflammatories and eventually you get digestive symptoms. It does not work. And if you take steroids, like for an autoimmune problem, after about a month or two, it either stops working, it elevates your mood, which would be lovely. Then it makes you cuckoo, 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 and you gain weight, which is always a lovely thing. So fight, and then somebody calls you adrenal fatigue because after you get off the steroids, of course, your adrenal is fatigued because it's no longer making steroids. Suffice it to say, I submit to you that when you pick up somebody else's suffering, you resonate with it, you suffer along with them, and you intuitively pick it up. It was on the whiteboard, which I had it all drawn on, but you know, it's not to be. I don't know where it went. It just went poof as soon as I went on this call. So apparently I'm just supposed to draw the right board for me on this Zoom call. It's just supposed to be for me. <laughs> now, what would be the function of that? I do not know, but I'm going to leave that alone and not get aggravated and have my immune system go. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I'll bring it up in group this week. It's not really autoimmune. It doesn't mean there aren't inflammatory mediators that get set off like a brush fire in California. What happens? If you were to have a hypertemporal lobe state, somehow it starts off with the bonding area, orbital frontal area, mirror neurons. You see their pain, you feel their pain, and then you ruminate with them, anterior single, that was all on the whiteboard, which we all love it. <laughs> and then it goes to this anterior cingulate in your brain is the area for ruminating. So that's why you can't just go, well, I'm so sorry for them, I'll light a candle and call it a day. You can't do that and let it go. You learn mindfulness with John Kabat-Zinn, all very lovely. Nope, you ruminate it. You ruminate, you can't turn it off. So you've learned some other mindfulness and you say, I release it gently to their higher power because you've done 12 step and you're codependent and addiction runs in your family and you release it. And then you put a white bubble around them and then you let it go. And then you start noticing you have hives <laughs> and you go, it must be the wheat. And then you eat a lovely dinner with spinach, cauliflower. And then you notice that your stomach's bothering you go, hmm, there must be a pesticide or two in this organic cauliflower that I got from Whole Foods. <laughs> and on and on and on, because really you're still ruminating about it, but it's no longer just in the orbital frontal area, area 12 or area 23, the anterior cingulate. It's worked its way down to the amygdala, the area for trauma, because there's something about that person's suffering that resonates with something you've experienced. Honest to God. And there's a memory of it, not just in your brain, in the network, what you've seen, heard, and felt, what helps you clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, and clairsentient pick up. You'll learn this in my 
seven-day intuition class, why you can pick it up electromagnetically, but it works its way from the amygdala and the amygdala is one hop step and a jump to your body, which goes to the nucleus ambiguous, not the vagus. Everyone's vagus, vagus, vagus. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I can't stand the damn vagus. And don't bring up reptilian brain, brain or you're going to see me break up, break out in a rash. You want to see a rash? I'll show you a rash. It goes to the amygdala and the amygdala goes to the nucleus ambiguous, which I love because depending on who you are and your genetics, it will go to the susceptible organ and it will scream. And even though you say, I've released it, I'm spiritual, I've taken mindfulness, good for you. <laughs> because you're an empath, you're not a narcissist. You can't say, I have my life, they have their life, they're over there, I'm over here, and I've taken DBT and this is easy. Good for you. So you're over here. And next thing you know, you wake up the next morning, you got a nice case of hives, your joints hurt, you got an enlarged joint here, and you're sick. You got a sore throat, which is my favorite. You got a stuffy nose, and your dry eyes are back when you've taken this restasis or whatever the hell that is, it stopped working. And the medicines you've tried, or the diet you've tried, or the herbs you've tried, stop working because you have an intuitive mind, you have a wiring for intuition that at times provokes a health problem that was previously well-treated because you're picking up a roller coaster world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking, this is Healthy Living Intuitively, podcast with mindbodyspirit.fm, and we're talking about how to get a grip on your sanity, health, and happiness in the current unstable roller coaster world. It's important to know that you will pick it up yeah, you can intuitively be keyed into it. And yes, you will have these symptoms. You will. There's no way of running away from them. You can turn the volume up and you can turn the volume down, but you're not going to remove who you are. When you do, you can say to yourself, there it is. I'm not a narcissist. There's all those books I read. I'm an empath. Congratulations. I'm going to get the canned ham basket. However, I'm going to stop thinking about what I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to people's suffering. And though those things I'm taking may provoke it and make it worse, removing all this stuff, the broccoli, the cauliflower, I take lactase three times a day. And I buy lactose-free milk. Okay? I eat wheat-free everything. Glucose-free, what is it? whatever the hell that is, wheat-free, gluten-free, everything, okay? It doesn't matter. If I'm upset, I look like the Queen Mary. Honest to God, I do. Things don't work because it means all I have to do is look down and go somewhere, someone is dying. <laughs> and there's no way I'm going to get around that anytime soon until, of course, I'm no longer here because that's how I do it. One time, someone was on, somebody was on Judge Judy. And Judge Judy said to the guy, and the guy wasn't a very nice guy, but she said, what do you do? And she said, I, he said, I do me. At least you can say to come to some peace and learn how to, to ameliorate or minimize the symptoms. And I hope you do that. But when you see it, you can not hang in your house and say, I'm sick. 
I have the flu. This is a virus. You can say, this is my unique wiring. This is part of my unique genius. It's heads and tails. Heads is the genius, tails is the downside. When I get good news, I pay for it. I fall asleep or have a seizure. Within 24 to 48 hours, I fall asleep. In fact, if I really laugh, really, really laugh, I tell my friends, I'm going to pay for this. I will be falling asleep, but it's worth it. Similarly, if you get really upset, you pay for it. It's part of the price of being human. And if you're very, 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 very intuitive, it's part of the price of saying, I feel for you. The alternative is what? To be what? Narcissistic and not give a flying. The people in the podcast go, who are listening, would she say? I didn't get it. Would she say? <laughs> I'm going to take the phone off the hook. We're taking your calls, 207-846-6475 for a free mini reading. Once again, if you want a private reading, you can call 207-846-6475 or go to my website. Whoever's not muted, it's going to make people feel like they're on a sailboat and the mast is hearing, keeps hitting the dinging or whatever it's called, and they're going to start getting um, seasick. Every time that bangs or whatever you're doing, they're going to get seasick because they're going to feel that the rope or the sheet, as they say, the sail is banging the bow and it may, in a rhythmic way, it causes seasickness because it hits your, I'll use the word, vagus. <laughs> okay, because it's rhythmic. And it, what it does is your, um, the beating of that microphone or whatever's going on that you're not muted resonates with the person's motility of their bowel. So it's going beat, beat, beat. And you're actually inflicting the very syndrome I'm talking about. So the motility of their bowel goes beat, beat, beat. And next thing you know, you're nauseous. <laughs> Because you're going to get seasick. So I'm warning you, whoever it is, please mute. <laughs> or I'm going to start to hurl. <laughs> there you are. Hopefully that's enough. Um, does anybody have, oh, I almost muted myself. That would have been a hell of a handbag. Um, does anybody have a question? <laughs> raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Nancy's not muted, but she's smiling. So I'll leave her unmuted. <laughs> Wanda, Wanda's not saying anything. Eileen looks like she is an air traffic controller with her glasses on. So we'll leave her alone. She's got a lot of technology in the background. Anybody? The phone's off the hook. I mean, on the hook so people can call. 207-846-6475. One time I waited the entire podcast for someone to call. No one called because I forgot to put the phone back on the hook, like an ass. Another time I forgot to plug it into the wall. There's always a problem here. I've been called a audiovisual nightmare with a speech impediment. So there you go, see, it's on the hook. 
Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I am Dr. Mona Lisa. You're live on the air on Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, this is MJ. I'm still on your Zoom. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good. How can I well, be of the help? Yeah, no. Um, you've been helping me so much in the last six months. So um, I want to thank you for that first. And um, so, yeah, so I, in the topic today. MJ, how old are you? I'm 38. 38, not 78. You're 38. Correct. Okay. How can I be of help? Let me explain something that I see right away. Okay. Just to save yeah. time because the people on the zoom call are going enough already. Let's get to the brass tacks. These people are very impatient. They chomp at the bit. The first thing I say is you're very, usually very intuitive, mm-hmm. but there's a situation in a family that you're frustrated by the person mm-hmm. and your intuition goes out in the wind, the window. They say that when the person gets angry, and I never do, okay? I never do. It's a form of losing one's sanity because one loses reason when one gets angry. Yesterday, I was doing editing with my editor. She's a sweet thing, Anne. And she was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know where you are in the text. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with her? She just got back on vacation. Did she leave part of her cerebellum in the hotel? I'm thinking all these things because when I get angry, I get funny like a stand-up comedian, but I kept it all inside. And it takes a lot of energy to keep it all inside. It's like keeping a muzzle. So she continues to interrupt me as I'm reading the text and she goes, I don't know where you are. And I'm thinking, you know how someone keeps interrupting you when it's annoying? Because it's hard for me to read out loud because I have a speech impediment and I have a reading problem. I was in the resource room. We're not going to talk about that, but that's very difficult for me. She stops Mm -hmm. me again. And so finally, she says, I have to tell you, there's no resemblance between the document you're reading from and mine. And I went, what? (laughs) What? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that old Saturday Night Live with Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana? You won't. You're too young. Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana gets on, I can't remember her name, Gilda Radner. 
brilliant comedy comic. She died of ovarian cancer. Anyway, she gets on and she is with Jane Curtin, who's playing her straight person. She goes, what about all this problem with violins on TV? Why are people against violins? They're only string instruments, for God's sakes. They're like cellos and violas and basses. Why are people against violins? Violins, violins. I can't. And then Jane Curtin goes, it's violence. It's not violins, it's violence. And she goes, oh, oh, never mind. That's an example of you getting agitated, angry, and you get, it closes your ears, clairvoyance. It It turns off your intuition. It closes your eyes and your intuition clairvoyance in every sense. You get nonsensible. You're, all those senses are open with you, except this person. You lose reasoning and you get a rash. So I found out that the text that I was reading from held no resemblance from hers, that I had completely messed it up and it was all out of sequence. And I had removed all of the stories because I thought I was smarter, even though I can't write my way out of the paper bag, which is why she's the editor, I'm the author. And the copy that she had, had all these stories about my life because the new book called Mystical Molecules has all these stories that saved me, including like how my intuition saved me because I was in a, and it saves all of us, but I was giving an example so that we can understand this. I was giving an example of how I was in a treehouse with a famous bank robber. It's in the book. Or how, (laughs) yeah. Or I give all these examples of these or how I was working in this laboratory with this famous scientist about moon rock data, you know, moon's rocks. And because I had this sleep disorder, I would fall asleep and I kept falling asleep on the computer keyboard and I erased whole sections of his data. <laughs> and I got fired. It was so upsetting. It was because all of a sudden he fired me and I was devastated. The year later he died. He went hiking on some huge alp and he died. So as I was writing this, I thought, I wonder if he's still alive or he's there so I can get his comments. There was no way. They had this whole thing in the Brown Daily Olympia or whatever it was that it was a strange thing. He just disappeared off the cliff. Do, 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 do. It's a surreal. So I just got rid of all these stories and I um, thought I knew better. But unfortunately, she had the original copy. And she said, why did you get rid of all these stories? And I went, I don't know. So she was wrong and I, she was right and I was wrong, but I was getting agitated. With this person, you're getting agitated because when you talk to them, you bang your head against a brick wall and then you get guilty. Who is that person? It's my ex-husband and father of my son. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a minute. How old is your son? Two and a half. Here. How old was he started to talk? 
no, 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 no. Answer. I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to help you. Yes, I know. Answer um, the question. How old was he when he started to talk? Not that long ago. Maybe six months ago. Say it again. Sorry. Can you say that again? I'm, I'm trying to um, mute somebody because they're making noise so they can hear you again. What, um, how old was he when he started to talk? He was uh, um, basically three years old. Okay. Uh, and how old are people when they usually talk? Uh, one, one, one and a half. Okay. So language, speaking, and perhaps understanding language was slightly delayed in him. Yes. Okay. So when someone is born, they have half of the genes of their father and their mother, correct? Correct. And that's very frustrating. That's why I gave you that long diatribe about talking with my editor. Are you following me? Yeah. Because I got agitated. Because I thought, you know, she left part of her brain in the hotel room on vacation. Yeah. When really the person with the problem was me. There's a famous song, love the one you're with or love the brain you're with. If you're talking to someone with an atypical brain, you have to figure out a way of speaking in a way they can understand. But it can be very frustrating because it takes extra energy and effort. You can't just talk to them like a girlfriend. Girlfriends like it because you can talk half, you know, you can talk shorthand. Do you remember that time we went to, and they say, the ice cream store? Yeah, and that was before we bought bras at the Macy's. That's right. <laughs> you go back and forth. You don't have to say the whole sentence. And that was before I tripped and broke my ankle and we were in the emergency room. Right, right. And your partner, someone's listening to this and going, do you know each one of you, you don't finish a sentence? How do you do that? Yes. And you're like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You, right. It's more, yeah. it's effortless. People would say that's over-talking. It's not. That's called vocal facilitation. That's actually a line from What's Up Doc with someone who has retrograde communication. I have retrograde, Mercury retrograde. I was born under Mercury retrograde. I have reverse communication. If you were to get a, type, a tape recorder and tape everything I'm saying and get it transcribed, you realize the majority of the sentences don't make any sense grammatically because they don't. It's easier to listen to my right brain tonality in stories. You get the understanding then. For someone who's severely left brain, like the rain, in Spain, falls mainly on the plains. I will annoy them. People either love me or they absolutely hate me. So therefore, with your son, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What is his father like? A narcissist. I know you say he's a narcissist. That means he's in his own world and he has trouble dividing attention being aware of himself and his own thoughts and somebody else's. Forget the narcissist, yeah. okay? Unless you are a board certified 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can't say that because there are a variety of people who have problems with right brain function who can't be aware of somebody else's feelings and their own at the same time, like walking and chewing gum. That, that's not necessarily narcissist. And those people tend to talk and those people tend to speak late. But it doesn't mean like your husband, they can't be annoying. Your son can be sweet because he has half of your genes. Your husband can be as annoying as hell. Yeah. Your husband is more common than men, boys. Your husband may have spoke late. Do you understand? He did. He didn't, he didn't talk until he was like four years old. I have no more questions for this witness. You may step down. So speaking to him, they may be more annoying. Between your husband and me, we have a complete brain. If you want to see yeah. someone make him have a breakdown in one and a half seconds, put me in the room. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because he always yeah, thinks no. he's smart. He always thinks he's smarter than everybody else, but he's only using left brain okay. logic. He's not speaking retrograde. He doesn't know how to speak right brain. I'm telling you, you feel guilty then because you will scream, get upset and everything else. And then eventually you'll go in the other room and stop. You can't do that. I know. I no, 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 no. Now you're doing the guilty thing. Hey, you can't do it because I had enough guilt for five people. I'm half Jewish and half Catholic. Enough. I burned so many candles and did so many rosaries. I got, actually, I can't do rosaries. I get confused, but you get the point. Yeah. That, I do get, you know, the kneeling, the getting up and down, you know, you get whiplash. All I'm saying is, <laughs> Work with someone who knows your son's speech problem. I, I am. I know. I am. But talk to them about your frustration and learning mindfulness so that when you get frustrated, that you can learn how to calm your frustration. Because guilt just makes your brain free. Do you understand? Don't start. You can start modeling to me because you understand that your son has a developmental problem. And I do too. I read at the sixth grade education. I read at the sixth grade level to, to speed and comprehension. Tomorrow, it's an ugly time. At one o'clock, I meet the speech and language pathologist and I take this reading class. And whenever I get the answer wrong, I hear, Argh. Last week, I got every single one of them wrong. I was near tears. And you know what the, sub, you know what the paragraphs were about? It was about sleep and neuroscientists. But it was asking me questions just about the paragraph. And at the beginning of it, it tells you these subject words and they ask you to pronounce them. And so this lady in this sanctimonious, annoying voice goes, neuroscientist. Repeat after me, neuroscientist. And I am crying because I am a neuroscientist. But I couldn't read the paragraphs and answer the questions. And every time they said, reading paragraph one, the author is saying X. And I was answering them because I know the brain. 
but I wasn't answering what the paragraph was saying. And you know what I got? Wrong. At the ends, I was so messed up. I was forced, forced to drown my tears in chocolate ice cream. Can you imagine? With a lactose intolerance pill. I was forced. Can you imagine? Yeah, no. I'm telling you, it's upsetting. You understand that I get impatient with myself. And you feel bad about that, don't you? You, should, you don't think that I should beat myself up about that, right? Right. Don't beat yourself up. Do you get okay. it? Yeah. So I, I do want to bring something up. Um, I have met somebody recently, and he's a wonderful communicator, very different from my husband, extremely different. Can I tell you? Uh, Fix this first. Can I tell you why? you're likely to go 180 degrees in the opposite direction of your husband, at which time you will, you will get involved with a big fat right brain on a stick who'll be seeing spiritual, emotional, creative, but have huge problems in the extreme opposite direction. Don't do that. It's reactive. 180 degrees from normal no, 180 degrees from abnormal is not normal. Did you get it? Yeah, no. No, no, no. I, no, I get it. So but take a seat. Well, Don't do anything serious. Don't think of that person as special. You know, you can go out for ice cream with them. <laughs> but I want you yeah. to focus on your communication with your son and just try on different people. Don't buy the first pair of shoes that you try on. Do you understand? Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so much. Does that make sense? That's about when you have a problem, don't either just move or get stuck. Ease slowly. But on the other hand, she feels the frustration of her son. She feels guilty that she gets frustrated. It's very, very difficult. She feels his pain. The whole thing goes into hell like a hand basket. She was not with her husband anymore. I understand that, but she's with part of her husband. She's with part of her husband. She's with his son. And you think that that doesn't? Wanda's shaking her head. You don't think? No, I didn't know. Yes. So you understand that's why some people react to their children because it reminds them of their ex-husband. She may be reacting to his communication style because it's similar to her ex-husband. And though she loves her son unconditionally, his language style is that of her husband. That's painful because he may have her heart, her sensitivity, but his speech, in fact, he talked late too. That's very, 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 very difficult. Anybody else? Eileen is there with her glasses. They're very sweet. I wonder if they have little windshield wipers. <laughs> um, Susan is looking quizzically with her hands up like that. Um, Ailey had her son came in the room. He's precious. Everybody else, they're masked. Angie, you hottie. Angie the beautiful has a beautiful picture there. Oh, there's Angie. We're seeing her picture now. Angie the beautiful. Nice background. Next week, perhaps you'll be seeing a giraffe here if I can figure out. They actually want me to get a guy in a truck to be waiting at the end of the road 
some time, the entire time between eight and one. Can you imagine? We'll be there at eight and one so they can just drop the giraffe off as they roll on by. How is that possible? So you might be seeing a giraffe in the background next week. So who here has had a problem in the last three years with more sore throats, not COVID, but maybe gotten stuck with COVID, more sore throats, more mouth ulcers, worsening stuffy nose, sinuses, achiness, fatigue, draggy legs, a feeling that your body temperature goes up. But when you go to the doctor, he goes, it's 98.9. And you go, but my normal body temperature is 96. And they're like, you know what? I don't care. It's not a fever, but it's a fever for me. I know a lot of women that are like that. And they look at you like you're marginal. Someday I'm going to say, you know what? Normal temperature is not 98.6 for everybody. You should have on your file, what is your normal temperature for you? Nope, wouldn't do it. That's like saying everyone is a size 12. No, they're not. So if you go in there and you're a size four, they'll say you're anorexic. You need to gain weight to a size 12. Well, not if you're 4'11", you shouldn't. Um, achy bones, achy joints, your legs feel like lead. You can't sleep or you sleep too much. You can't get up. When you do get up, you can't get out of bed. Or you sit in the bathroom, you can't get out of the shower. It's like things are slow like molasses. And this wasn't like, up. Oh, there's a dog. It's got a dog. This wasn't like this before. Okay. Somebody says, I was born on Mercury station, Mercury retrograde. So I want to know, did you have trouble reading in school? And what do you do when everyone else says, I can't sign a contract because it's Mercury retrograde? I can't, I can't go to school. I can't take this test or I can't. Go I, for that job interview on Mercury Retrograde. I'll say, hey, I'll do best. Right. Because I talk backward. Um, learn sign language is a good point. Um, no, she's not with her husband anymore. That's why she's going out with that guy. But she is partly with her son. Constant hot flashes, joint pain, and tired. So you have to ask yourself, why am I having hot flashes if I'm postmenopausal in how many years? Why now? When really... There are serotonin receptors on the blood vessel walls. Why would your blood vessels get reactive now? Blood vessels, autonomic nervous system is connected to the amygdala. Remember, nucleus ambiguous. Is this your heartbreak or is this somebody else's? And why now? Why now? And you know, taking taking um, hormones may help you tolerate it, but may not help you because I know, and you and I both know, that if you took steroids to mute an autoimmune response, you'd say, yes, I know that. It's there to tolerate, help me tolerate the symptoms, but... Um, it's covering up the cause. Similarly, so does hormone replacement because beforehand 
you had a frontal lobe that censored what you saw or felt about people and made it easier to tolerate someone's suffering. And once you go through menopause, you no longer have that filter. Just putting estrogen on may help you tolerate it again, but with what side effects like cortisol? Cortisol is a hormone, bioidentical is an estrogen, estrogen and progesterone is a hormone. What do we do when we feel guilty? For example, when we speak up for ourselves, oh, I, perfect. Why do we feel inappropriate guilt? First of all, speak up for ourselves. There's one thing to speak to who, when, and how. You have to learn how to say, first of all, you have to name the emotion. What are you feeling? You have to take it to your left brain, name it, figure out the correct response, the effective response, and then release it. Otherwise it goes down to your body and it talks through symptoms of illness. The key is there are some people, no matter what you say, it's not gonna have any effect. So I often tell when I'm doing a reading, when I'm talking to someone, I say, you might as well open the closet and talk to the hangers. It's gonna have the same effect. And actually it may be therapeutic to actually do that. Some people have two speeds, either say nothing, have verbal constipation, or then they have, they implode, explode and they have verbal diarrhea. There's nothing in between. Then they have, um, the volume is turned way down. So you hear a, or you have warp 10 and you're at a Gun N' Roses concert. This <laughs> one or the other. And there's gradations of it. That's a skill in dialectical behavioral therapy, which is based on Tibetan Buddhism and mindfulness. It's a class. It teaches you how to be aware of somebody else's feelings, someone else's pain, and how to. I don't know. I like the word you say, speak up for yourself. That's a pejorative. You're talking about assertiveness, saying what you need. But that's saying it at the right time to the right person at the right amount of intensity after considering factors. Very hard to do with that person who has a neck problem, thyroid problem, or has a history of trauma. You may wait, 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 wait. And then you call them every five minutes. You must tell them now, you must speak up for them. And then when they get angry, you feel guilty. Or you get angry because you spoke up for yourself. You've been working in this in therapy and you don't understand why they don't appreciate that you spoke up for yourself, that you spoke your truth. And the answer is <laughs> you're expecting them to put a testimonial dinner on and they don't. because you have to anticipate speaking up for yourself infers confronting them. You are confronting someone. So you are anticipating they are angry. And that requires a skill on how to handle someone, how to speak to someone who's angry and defensive, which involves saying certain things in a certain way. And you may say, that's not, I've heard this before. That's not me. I'm direct, blah, 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 blah. Well, the thing is, 
go to North Korea, go right over, right, go right through the guard station, go right in, go right in the court and go, you know what? I just want to speak up for myself. And you know what's going to happen? <laughs> or go right up to Putin. Go right into Russia. Speak up for yourself and speak up for all Ukraine. And you know what's going to happen? You're done. Because there was a general there who spoke up and said, you know what? This is ineffective. We're losing all kinds of people. What happened? He said it on live TV. He spoke up for himself. This is a very skillful man. He won all kinds of military campaigns. This is not a guy who has problems speaking up for himself. The next day he was on the news. His tail was stuck effectively between his legs. And when someone asked him this question again, it's amazing he wasn't up in uh, you know, some frozen tundra somewhere, never to be seen again, or gotten touched. It doesn't work that way. It was ineffective. I'm, people were stunned he even did it. Because you, me, I, I don't even know, he's probably not going to be alive. He was saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong people. It was ineffective. Plus the fact he's going to die. In Judaism, you speak up like that under matters of if someone's telling you to worship somebody else's God, if they're asking you to do something incredibly immoral, and it means you're willing to give up your life to speak up for yourself. Milling, you're willing to die on it. And there's times for that. I've absolutely done that. Where you burn the bridge, you don't care if they leave you or not. There's times for that. In a roller coaster world, if you want to break away, there's time to take a stand and know you're burning a bridge. But that will destabilize your immune system and make it worse. Because that means you're cutting off a source of security, whether it's a husband, a, a wife, a family, or so on. And that means you're doing a radical husbandectomy, a radical wifeectomy, a radical familyectomy. It's the equivalent of take this job and shove it. Well, then you don't have a job and you don't have money. There has to be something that's not that way. Until the very end, at which time you go, I've had it. And I've done that. That was actually one of the stories that I cut out preemptively. It was when after three years of working in a lab, this guy who was notoriously difficult, he would walk out on you. He was difficult. He was an avenue to get into medical school. And I had several publications in that lab. This is a perfect example of speaking up for oneself. So at the end of the year, I was told, you better, um, this better be your last summer because your boss in this firm is in trouble. And so you will be the next one. He will start to have a file on you. And the file on you is a problem. So at the end of the summer, I went into this guy, I'll call him Dr. Z. I walked into Dr. Z's office to speak up for myself at the right time with the right amount of intensity after factors to consider, albeit skillfully. And I said, Dr. Z, I've worked here for three years and it's time for me to go back to Brown, but I need to go to medical school and I'd like to know if you can write me a recommendation. So I was scared, my heart's pounding, right? And I'm using low assertiveness and I'm using that classic left brain, integrated direct communication, right? Calm, confident, not Rhode Island, not Latina Portuguese, 
He said, why? Why should I write you a recommendation? I said, excuse me? And now I know he's going to get up and walk out of the room. He's going to humiliate me. This is someone who in the middle of a meeting with about 20 people around a room said to someone in the room, you're fat, I don't like you, you're fired. And the reason why he could do this is because it was half of an armed force like the Navy or the Army, and it was half Boston University. So he could do this then. I don't know if he can do it now. He did that. And the guy got fired. He's gone. And then other people, when he was talking to them, he'd just get up and walk out, humiliating. So after having, I said, excuse me. And he said, I didn't say, excuse me. Because now I'm scared. I'm almost crying. And I cry easy. I've been crying since the sixth grade. I'm sent to the guidance counselor. I said, excuse me. And he said, you've done nothing here. And that's when I started to get mad. She is chewing her nails. Wanda is getting anxious. Wanda is a breakaway person. She picks up people's pain because she can feel it now. Now she can feel my anxiety. She's resonating with me. Check your skin for hives later on tonight. Find out if you fall asleep. See how I'm doing this with my hands? I'm covering up my hands. So I realized it was kill or be killed. So that means I had to be assertive whether I wanted to or not. I didn't want to do this. This person was like a captain, a general. I'm not kidding you. You think I wanted to do this? I was nothing, nothing. And I'm short to boot. He's sitting down. We're both sitting down. So do you know what I did? I stood up. I'm stunned that I did this to this day. This is a story that I got rid of. And somehow it worked its way back in the editing. Isn't that funny how that worked that way? Who did that? That's one of the solutions to getting a grip on sanity, health, and happiness. Understanding that the world has an order and you don't have it. That's retrograde communication. Knowing that there are solutions that you can't be privy to. You have a trust that they have a higher power and you ain't it. And somehow there's a hand in moving bonds or um, things that are going on in the Congress. There's stuff going back on there that you don't even know. You're like, well, what about? You have to have faith in action. It's been on. So I stood up. I don't know where I got this. I said, Dr. Z, I have 11 publications from this place. And he looked at me and he said, oh, I've just put your name on them to validate your salary. And I went, I have no idea how I did this. I said, Dr. Z, that's okay. Don't give me a recommendation. That's okay. Don't write me a recommendation. However, do you know my name? My name is Mona Lisa Schultz. Don't forget it because you will hear it again. I'm going to get in the medical school in spite of you. And I walked out on him. That was in 1983. Guess what happened? It's so wild because it wasn't that far after that. In 1987, four years later, this is a story. It's going in the book because you're going to have to name, when you read this book, you're going to have to name ridiculous, traumatic situations. This was traumatic for me. 
You think it was fun? I just walked out on the one person that was going to get me into that school. I had a 2.22 average at Brown. I didn't have a scintilla of a prayer of getting into medical school. That was my in, getting all those published papers. And he just said that the reason why I got him was because, and as a person who's insecure, you're not sure, is that true, not true? Because you don't have any confidence in yourself. Nobody does. All you know is something inside of you made you stand up and get out. Who had that confidence? Somebody did for you. Certainly wasn't me. Where did those words come from? Remember my name? Mona Lisa Schultz, because you're going to see it again. Did I, did I think that? 1987, I went to that MD-PhD program. Don't ask how I got in. It had to do with gonorrhea, and it wasn't getting it in a reclining position. Well, that's another day. That was a whole other story in the book. Suffice it to say, 87... So I, it was 1983. We're now 1993, 10 years later, decade, decade. I'm walking by, getting ready to graduate. I'm parked underneath the underpass, which was such an awful place. I have a white coat and it's my red name tag that says Mona Alicia Schultz, MD, PhD student. Can't miss it. I had the stethoscope. I got all the crap. I got my black bag. I'm getting out. I'm tired. I've been on call. I'm walking past the lab. And I go, boof. I run right into him. In fact, no, I don't run into him. I rebound off of his abdomen because he had this pendulous abdomen with fat. So I go, boing. And I look and I go, oh my God, Dr. Z. And I reached out. And I shook his hand and I said, Dr. Z, I can't believe it. Do you remember me? My name is Mona Lisa Schultz. I can't, I can't begin to tell you. And this is true. It really is. My experience in your lab did so much to help me get into this MD, PhD program. I'm about to graduate. You helped me become the person I am. I'm shaking his hands. I'm saying this. Thank you. You understand how he did? Because the roller coaster up and down unstable situation, which all of us have, that we're all witnessing all over the world, ups and downs. I've been run over by trucks, cars, sword in half twice. You can break away from that. It will help create your unique. And all the people who are going through it will too. Maybe I won't survive. Maybe a year from now I won't be here. I only have one disc left. It's called the hangman's disc. I say it over and over again. But what my God would arrive. I want you to know that is, has, had, and will continue to have an amazing capacity to form who I am. And I shook his hand and he looked like he had seen a ghost. Because he did. 
because of the adversity of me standing up in the face of that roller coaster event helped me create me, and it will you too. I want to thank you for welcoming to your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have a great day. Be well, do right, live brilliantly. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much. You take it easy. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.